is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, the top of the publishing day and writing day to all of you, and it was always fun during the month of November, is over 400,000 authors are fiction authors are working on the draft of their first book or maybe the next book. But what they're trying to do is get 50,000 words put together, just dump it out in NaNoWrite months. So how cool is that? So we want to salute that. And we're going to really be talking about what do you do once you've got your book done and it's out and it's in hand and some of the things that you can do for how to pre-set up the buzz factor. With me is Adam Hogue, who is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author. He has distributed more than two and a half million of his own books. And he created what's known as the fan base formula for authors, where he teaches all authors at all levels from brand new spanking green behind the ears to New York Times bestsellers on how to grow and maintain that consistent and reliable sales for their books. We're talking momentum. His most recent project was to include directly helping the authors to hit the USA Today list for themselves. So we're going to be deep diving all into that. But first, let's welcome Adam to the program. Hi, Adam. Hi, Julia. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're with us today. I'm actually really excited because we'll let them know we're going to be doing a webinar with you um, on November 28th, Wednesday. So that's going to deep dive into the formula. Is that not right? Yeah, I'm excited about it. We're going to go in detail, step by step, to show them exactly everything they need to, uh, to get their books to start ranking and getting some sales now. Uh, it is, and starting now is when it's all about <laughs> continuing. So, Adam, let's let's find out a little bit about you. How did you get started in being a book evangelist and selling? Wow, well, <laughs> that's a really good question. I never really had a uh, a background in books or writing. I um, I started as a I, I, I was a, um, how do I describe it? It's called a molder. It was a technician on machines for plastics. And I had gone through a lot of debt, a lot of stress at the time, and I uh, ended up getting a stress-related illness that caused me some serious medical issues to the point that I actually had to retire, and I was uh, 27 at the time. So I became a stay-at-home dad, and I had to go to all the different uh, best medical facilities in the U.S., or excuse not U.S., in my state, and the yeah. problem was is that we were already in debt when we started, so now I buried even deeper in medical bills. And my wife, uh, she went out there and became the breadwinner while I stayed at home with the kids. And so what happened is I decided to turn my lemons into lemonade, and I had put together my first book. 
and I never really considered getting it published. I just heard of the success people had on Kindle, so I decided to put it out there. And um, this is usually where most people say, yeah, I had a ton of success, but <laughs> for me right away, uh, what happened was I, I only made like $50 that, that first uh, month. But for me, that said, hey, you know, I'm getting a message out there, and people are reading this, and my, my income was so low, and I hadn't made anything in two years, so it actually felt really good, so I continued to work at it and work at it. And I realized that the number one thing that's most important is, uh, well, first of all, write well. Secondly, yes, to, <laughs> always good. <laughs> to get your, your, your good writing in front of more eyes. And that's, that's the way that you, you build momentum. The more eyes you get in front of, you stay in front of, the more sales you're going to make. It just makes sense. It's logic. And for me, those eyes, because I was working through Amazon and the stores online, those eyes were in the stores. And so that became the next part of my discovery process. And, and what so, was the first uh, book you did, Adam? What was your first title? My first title was called The Power and the Passion. It was a Christian book. And mm-hmm. I actually, about a year ago, I had taken it down because, I mean, that title, it did not do so well. And I, it, needed to, it was my first one. So although it was my baby, I didn't really know what I was doing. So it wasn't not well positioned and it wasn't, you know, it needed some further additions, editing, other things. So I had taken that one down, but I wrote a second smaller one at the time, which is also a uh, Christian book on memorizing the Bible, and that was a, a more um, hot-button topic at the time. People were a lot more interested in that, and had I not written that second book, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today, and the reason hmm. is because that second book had done so much better that it really encouraged me to continue my writing and to keep on going. Well, you know, I think that that's a statement, Adam, that you don't stop with book number one. And I know I just did a typographic on eight success factors for authors. And the last one, number eight, was keep on writing. (laughs) Exactly. And and the more you write, the better your writing becomes. I know I've written well over a million words now. And I sit down and look at how I used to write. I said, wow, I, <laughs> I need to take that book down and get better now. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I had the same. With my very first book, Adam, when I was flying back um, from San Francisco to New York to be on Good Morning America, I'm reading my book, and I'm already thinking, why did I write it this way? I could have done it better. Um, and so you have that as you keep going it's like the carrot. you got to keep that carrot out there to keep reaching. And then I'll add on to what you said. The more you write, the better you get. Also, the more you write, the faster you get usually. Yeah, absolutely. I had gotten it to where I can write at about 5,000 words a day when I struggled to do about oh, 500 to 1,000 words a day when mm-hmm. I first started. Mm-hmm. I, I can so do the same thing. I can, pound, I can actually pound out. At five to ten thousand words. When I'm on a, when I'm focused, when I'm what I call being myopically focused, it's a go. It's a go, and you shut down. And I know actually all this weekend for this entire month, which I'm not writing fiction, I'm writing nonfiction. And I have to do a massive rewrite on a client's book. I am myopically focused because we're going to finish this book this month. 
Yeah, you know, and so this is making me think for a moment here. Um, also, uh, writing is just another method of communication. And like the English language, the more mm-hmm. you speak it, or the more you speak a second language, the more fluent you get in it, the faster you can comprehend and talk, and the more words you end up getting in there. And I, it's, I, I really feel it's the same way with writing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, totally. We're, we're, we are on the same page here. <laughs> so... Well, you know, let, let's just kind of jump into this. Um, what What is it that we need to do to, I, I guess, get the attention? You keep writing, you stay in front of the audience. There's ways to do that, um, which would make sense. And then secondly, what do we need to do to maintain those? And let's start just kind of getting to the meat of all this. Yeah, there's, uh, for me, what has worked for me is understanding how the online stores work. There's a lot of different methods, and thank goodness for it, to get your books sold, to get them out there. And that depends what you do. is from public speaking, book signings, other things. But I have found that the most effective method for me is to focus online. And so to get your books initially visible, it's, uh, most people feel like, I just need to get it published. And that's not when your book is visible. Your book is visible the day that you launch it. And so basically what a launch is is when you have multiple places that you go to to give it visibility. It could be book blogs, book promotion sites, uh, related niche blogs to whatever genre you write in, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And you have everyone post to their email lists, to their blogs, etc. on the same day. And that's what really helps get that initial visibility and those links go back to your books in the stores. And the way we maintain them is understanding how Amazon and the other stores actually give your book visibility and how the customers or readers on the stores are actually finding your books. And once you understand how those two processes work together, then it makes a lot more sense for how you can get that ongoing visibility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So is if that if you're talking about online stores and, and by the way, we should say everyone, I, you know, I saw announcement um, earlier this month. If you haven't heard it, that Amazon is offering free shipping um, and until they can't guarantee they can get your items, whatever you're buying for the holidays there by Christmas. That's their cutoff date. So if you've got a book launching, you might want to push out no matter what the price is, free shipping. That would be kind of a hook right now. Yeah, absolutely. Every opportunity you get to to say, here, I've got a deal going on, whether it's a price cut or you're adding something to it, I really am a firm believer now into adding some kind of value into it. Or Amazon saying, hey, we've got free shipping. Every opportunity you get, you should be mentioning that to your list and, and continuing mm-hmm. to get more visibility and more sales. Mm-hmm. So would you, if you were pushing it out where you use hashtags, but like Instagram or, or Twitter or something, would you want to put a hashtag in front of, of Amazon or would you want to put it in front of free shipping? Well, I guess for me, um, gee, it would really depend on what the discussions are centered around at the time. So I would think in front of Amazon. I don't do very much on, on Instagram, honestly, mm-hmm. or on Twitter. I focus most of my efforts on various blogs, email lists, and growing uh, with other partners with authors. And I, uh, they will mention it on their Twitter accounts and on their email lists. And uh, I guess the best way to, to explain it is uh, in real estate, they say leverage other people's money. 
but on the internet, I say leverage other people's audiences. Well, I like that phrase a lot. You know, I I think that's a true. It, it's really well. This is where you get into the partnering and building relationships, um, and knowing all the players that are out here. All right, so we're going to take our first break here in just a couple of seconds. But with me is Anand Hogue, and we are talking about really how to get a gazillion eyeballs on your books so you create the sales. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create develop and publish your book without being good if you already have a book out You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at authoru.org. follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Welcome back with me is Adam Hoke, who is an expert in really showing you how to become a USA Today bestseller, which I think would be 
the cat's meow for all of us. So we'll be we'll be diving into that. But part of that starts with Amazon. Is that not true? Would that be part of the factor here, Adam? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, there's methods in the stores that um, certain sales numbers and other things that really help you to get that traction and be able to launch yourself up there to those lists. Well, take me through the, well, maybe we should take you through the journey. And I also want to kiss on, because we hear all, I mean, every time I turn around, anyone who's talking marketing is always talking about algorithms and especially Amazons. So why don't we deep dive into that first? What is the Amazon algorithm and what do authors need to, to know well, algorithm is just a, a a big nasty word that makes people cringe because it sounds complicated. Yeah. But uh, reality, the reality is, is if you just think of it like this, it's Amazon's automatic way of determining uh-huh. how to give your book visibility. Uh huh. That's that's really all it is, and the people are giving it visibility too. Amazon already understands who your target customer is. They are the number one. Uh, best targeted system for sales in the world, and that's why they're the number one highest selling store in the world. They've beaten Walmart and everyone else. Because their search engines understand exactly what people want because they watch buying patterns. Google understands what people want to read for free. Amazon knows what people want to buy. So it's a system you can trust in. So it's all about the buying patterns. Absolutely. That's why we see also bots, customers also viewed. It, mm-hmm. They combine the mentality of McDonald's, you want fries with that, uh, with Google and other concepts like this to help understand what you could be looking for. And it's a little bit scary, the amount of data that they have, but they, they know who your family is, even if you've never told them. Based on their buying patterns and shipping it to you, they track all that information. They know they know when your birthdays are. This is what they advertise to you um, what your family member frequently buys around or might be interested in around their birthday time. So the drivers then would be anything that you clicked on and then click the buy button or anything that you viewed. That all gets added into the mix. Yeah, absolutely. So there's the algorithm itself is, is uh, operates under the store's general uh, prediction engine to help understand, uh, help people find the things that they'd be looking for in general. But there are prediction engines, kind of like Google Instant, that work in Amazon's search bar as you begin to type it in. And this is kind of more individualized to uh, each person. It's, it's a similar approach that Facebook has. Mm-hmm. And when they track everything that you do, they are so mm-hmm. targeted, they're targeted directly to you, and they're targeted in general to what people are looking for. This mm-hmm. is why a New York Times bestselling book, which has recently hit the list, might be more likely to get pushed higher in front of more eyes than um, a book that might have been out for years and never hit a list, but it is highly relevant with uh, keywords. Mm-hmm. Because they're looking so, at the general buying patterns of the public. So the trick is you want to be up into that searchability factor high. Is that correct? Yes. And it's actually a whole lot easier to obtain than, than uh, I'm making it out to be right now. So <laughs> it's really, okay, really well, let's, easy to do. Adam, let's just jump into the easy peasy steps. <laughs> Does that sound? <laughs> sure. Well, 
everything in the store is every, every area of the store that matters. There's a lot of parts of the store, but we're not going to get into all the complexities. But everything that really matters, um, if you remember Pareto's principle, Bill Fredo Pareto said that 20% of your desired or 80% of your, excuse me, 20% of um, the uh, desired uh, results, I'm getting this backwards, aren't I? 80% of your desired results is going to come from 20% of the effort. Mm-hmm. So there's 20% of things that matter in the store, so I'm trying to say. So <laughs> anyway, so the 20% is really your keywords and your categories. They affect everything. Okay. They affect where your your book is found. There's two different algorithms. There's an hourly sales rank. This uh, every hour, Amazon just looks at your sales to determine what your sales rank is going to be, and that helps determine where you're going to be on the bestseller lists on Amazon, which is what gets you visibility there. And the bestseller lists are determined by your categories. So if you're choosing the right categories and each of these categories has the right visibility in it, then it automatically positions you to be an Amazon bestseller. When you position your book to be a best-selling book, you are most likely to become one. So position yourself for success, and you're going to achieve success a lot more easily. So what do you, Adam, what do you recommend is the best way to – I'm just going to throw out the word manipulate – um, what's the best way to manipulate or get into the right categories? And the reason why I actually ask this, because I have um, the book launch for my book, How to Create a Million Dollar Speech, coming up later this month. And I called Author Central to relook at categories. And I got, for the first time ever, a runaround saying that you just have to do it all online. And my experience of doing anything online, um, especially with category changes, is grossly limited. Am I missing something now? Is there something new I don't know about? Or did I just get someone who was pulling me along? Well, it probably would be most effective to go through CreateSpace and Kindle Direct Publishing. However, Amazon at this time, uh, that that we're uh, discussing this is moving create space over to Kindle. So in the future, if somebody's listening to this, everything will then be found on the KDP dashboard. Mm-hmm. And so on there, that's where you choose your categories for your book when you publish it, whether it's paperback or if it's is print. Or excuse me, if it's um if it's an ebook. So create space and other areas like that, you're going to be able to choose that. Now, if you are published. And not self-publishing, your author, or excuse me, your publisher is already in control of your keywords and your categories. And you don't need to worry Correct. about that then. Yeah, no, no, I am. Because I'm in that category. And I got a runaround. I called as the publisher and um, and got the runaround. Yeah, I wouldn't go through Author Central for that. That's more um, for the display of how you're doing as an author and for changing certain things like your description, but your keywords and your categories are changed through the KDP dashboard. And the best way to actually do it once the book is already published is to Mm -hmm. go to Kindle direct um, support and you go in there and you say to them, I found this category. I think it would work great with my book. Could you mind putting my book in this category? And uh, this is a little trick that most people don't know about, but basically when you publish your book, you're given two categories you can choose from. Right. But when you go to the help section, like I'm saying, 
and mm -hmm. contact support, they will give you up to 10 categories for your book to be in, giving you all that extra visibility. Which, which also means that depending upon what the searches are and people are when they're buying your book opens up in other channels. And my understanding in that is that even if you're the category that seems to be hitting and help me here, Adam, um, if it starts getting the traction, it will rise above and could bump those first two. They get right. shown on the display on the Amazon page. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, everyone, you need to go to the KDP support. And what I'm hearing, Adam, is that for Amazon purposes, even maybe even if you're the publisher, um, which I'm in for my books, that and have a, you know a bona fide published name, etc., that KDP will take care of both the paper and the hardback and the e. Um, KDP is uh, taking control of the paperbacks from. Uh, create space. So I'm also uh, registered. Well, create space is gone. I think we need to dump create right. space name. It's just KDP publishing now. Right. Right. So they switched. That's what I'm trying to say. Is they had switched it over. Mm -hmm. So basically, everything that you get, because um, technically it's not gone in the sense that I'm still over there and I have to transfer some of my books over to KDP still. But um, so if you're trying to get, so I was talking about pr previously published books. So if you're putting a book out right now that's getting published immediately, uh, then yes, you go through KDP. And once it's on there, you can get those extra 10 categories by mentioning it to them in their support. But if you want hardcover books and other things, I've personally gone through uh, Lightning Source. Uh, because I'm registered as a publisher. But if you're not registered as a publisher, you need to go through Ingram Spark. And this will help you get into Barnes and Noble and other stores as well. Okay, so this is for all, but but those are all print on demand. What about regular offset printing? So uh, Lightning Source does offset printing. But you what if you're not using Lightning Source? Yeah. What if you have a distributor? Um, I I think. Create uh, CreateSpace still does offset, but you have to order by or not CreateSpace, no, sorry, Kindle. Lightning. <laughs> just, I've used them for years. I've used them for years. Yeah. So uh, back then, they required about a thousand uh, books mm -hmm. purchased in order to get the discount, the offset discount. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if Kindle has changed those policies. I went through Lightning Source for everything because I just get the discount for whatever I do, and I do the offset that way. Got it. Okay. Well, that's that's good for everybody to know. So we, they have different little tricks. But what the hot thing is, before we go to our next commercial here, is the hot thing is that you want to open up the window. What I'm hearing Adam say is that you can um, have up to 10 categories. That's huge, 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 huge uh, to be able to pull from when you're doing this push for bestseller. Would that be correct, Adam? Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to be right back with him, with me is Adam Hogue. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. And really, we're talking about positioning and success.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Welcome back. Adam Hogue is with me. And we're really talking about the whole just author successful formula, but also how do you create the fan base formula? And so these categories that we're talking about, we're going to kiss it just for a second here before we start jumping into some of the components of, of how to create this um, and get on. Boy, that would be the creme de la creme, I think, to really snag saying you're a USA Today bestseller. Um, so that so Adam, let's come back to the categories really quick. How, how, what are some of the best ways for authors to determine what categories they belong into? Besides having a business books on leadership, obviously that will be one of their categories. Right, absolutely. So you want to focus on what is relevant to your genre and to your niche mm-hmm. because those are going to be the best seller lists that you're going to end up on when your book is launched. And mm-hmm. in those lists, people are searching right now uh, the reason why they click into that bestseller list is because they're looking for a book in that genre, so in your genre, right now. So they're actually looking to buy a book just like yours. So if you focus on, on those areas, then you're more likely going to see that success. Basically, everything online, uh, people talk about you know, hot traffic, cold traffic. Well, the warmest traffic you can get is going to be right there on those genre-related categories. All right, so you just have to figure out all the keywords in your genres, right? 
Uh, basically. So uh, as far as categories go, um, go right onto the bestseller lists and go just click right through it, right into your genre. So let's say if you write fiction and you write romance, click into romance. What kind of romance is it? Is it a historical romance? Click into that and just kind of go down those the sub-sub-genres like that, and you'll be able to pick a few categories from there. And now when you go back onto the KDP dashboard, you're going to find that a couple of those bestseller lists are mentioned there, and quite a few are not. And that's because Amazon has their own way of creating bestseller lists, and the KDP dashboard follows that BizAct, um way mm-hmm. of categorizing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's when you ask uh, the KDP uh, help. Or so I think what we're saying is, everyone, you need to get familiar with the KDP dashboard <laughs> really quick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the gateway. So <laughs> all right, so that is the gateway. All right, I think gateway is a good phrase to use um, that we have here. All righty, so Adam, let's let's just do a jump. Um, let's talk about the USA Today. Um, uh, today and let's couple that also with in your you know you've sold well over a million books what what are some of the best ways to grow your author audience honestly going back to what we originally said I really feel the best ways to do it is to begin by leveraging other people's audiences if you're a brand Mm -hmm. new author your brand's making new or if you're seasoned it doesn't make a difference I've worked with New York Times bestsellers um one of the individuals I had worked with, and I don't know if I have their permission to mention them and their brand right now. So, okay, <laughs> uh, they're a, they're a well-known romance author, mm-hmm. and they've worked with other people such as Debbie Maycomer and others. Right. And when I uh, worked with them on a box set that they did, they basically treated it much like you would a summit, um, where you're trying to pull in as many kind of like guest speakers, except these people are bringing their own books, they launch together, and then she would turn around and ask those people to promote her individual titles, and this would help her to hit the New York Times again and again. She could grow her audiences this way, and this was one of the original ways that I kind of began to formulate the method that I now teach in regard to hitting the USA Today and other things. So, uh, here's this, this woman's New York Times bestseller, and she's continuing to use this method to grow herself. And if you're brand new, you can still use it, because all you're doing is you go out to other authors, you shake hands, you meet people, you make some friends, and then you just start promoting each other. I can't think of a better way. I, I think I love cross-promotion. You know, I love to do shouting out for people. And the thing of it, though, is, is that it's free. Um, so there are mm-hmm. other good ways, too, if you have a little money. That'd be book promotion sites. And I'll just, just to name a few, if you're going to do the KDP Select five free days for your, your Kindle book, for your ebook, then you would go to places like FreeBooksy. It says FreeBooks with a Y at the end, .com. Or there is, um, if you do paid or free for, again, these are ebooks. It would be... 100 free books or ohfd.com. You could go to robinreads.com. There's just so many different places you could go, but you have to bring money to the table. And many of these bigger and better, uh, uh, bigger name, better known book blogs like these or book uh, promotion sites, they have uh, results. They give you results for the money that you pay. If you go to the smaller, less known ones, I don't recommend them. 
But if you don't have any money at all, the best way to really start, the best way to really grow is to go out there, start meeting people, make some friends, and cross-promote. It's free. And it can help your book get to the top. So the recent project that we had done, I had written the marketing plans for, but it was brought together by a friend and a partner of mine, uh, Alenka Rutkowska, was the Write and Grow Rich book. And so this took a cumulative effort of over 20, I think it was 24 of us, and we worked together on just building and growing this book. It was a multi-author book, not a box set, and we promoted it together, and it hit the Wall Street Journal and USA Today and the tops of Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iBookstore as well. So the more people you get involved on a project, the more likely it's going to hit those lists, whether it's a multi-author book or your own individual title that you're cross-promoting. And, and how, when you, I mean, I, you know, I certainly pushed that out and helped you all. Um, how many books do you think you sold when you were doing your run? It was about 10,000 globally, but 8,000 that counted towards the list. So if you want to hit the USA Today, you need to have about 6,000 sales. This is not necessarily a rule of thumb, but you've got a really good chance because there are different times of year. Sometimes it's harder to get on a list because it's high competition. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier because there's not as many sales going on. I might find the summer months to be easier, maybe the fall as well, just because there aren't as, you know, as many uh, sales that are counting towards the list due to – there's just kind of this summer slump that I've experienced over time, but during the Christmas period and uh, even now in November the publishers are really revving up all their ads and mm-hmm. really pushing books hard for the holidays <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's going to be a lot harder so so you know time. I've always t- I always wish that there was some uh, a mystery list I mean I used to talk to some of my friends who were in the book selling business actually you know that were at honchos in bookstores that try to get a ramped up list of is, is there a certain volume? And, you know, they hemmed and hawed, and I couldn't get anything from them. But I do know the story behind the South Beach Diet book. Do you know that story, why they why they ran it in June? Uh, I didn't hear that story, but I do know of the book. All right. So the South Beach Diet, I mean, everyone knows that the, the, big, the big onslaught of diet books comes out in January. Why? Because people have been gorging all during the month of December. So that and and also financial books often used to come out in in uh, January for like planning, and I, I can't remember I th- who did was the publisher. It was one of the big five, and they decided not to do the South Beach Diet book. They did two things that was dramatically different. One was not to publish the book in January, but they they did it um, in late spring, May June, because just what you said, Adam there was no diet competition books. There was no cookbook really type competition books at that time. And then the second thing is they altered the more clinical health nutrition look of the book cover and they put this kind of South Beachy, you know, let's go on a vacation um, cover on it. And they told me that they only sold 1,300 books the first week, but they hit the New York Times bestseller. Because there was no competition. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. I'm assuming those are hardcover books that they had. Yes, they yeah, it, about, right? it, yes, it came out in hardcover. But you know, even if it was in the soft, it, it was the same thing. Right. 
Exactly. And the hardcover books are a little bit easier because they're harder to sell, but 1300 is, is such a low number. And that's, that's exactly what I say. June is one of the lowest selling months. So there's different strategies. If you're trying to launch to the USA Today, to the New York Times, you want to kind of follow the opposite of if you're trying to go for longer term sales. So on Amazon, January, believe it or not, is one of the best months to launch your books on. You're going to find that you get tons and tons of sales. But if you're shooting for a bestseller list like USA Today, it's really hard to get there because everybody's selling really well. So, But if you come around and you do it in June, now you're going to have all this publicity to follow up behind it. Mm-hmm. Because now you, you hit the USA Today, you hit the Wall Street Journal. So now there's, so there's different tactics here. But if you're have enough uh, oomph to be able to, to push your sales far enough. And so for the USA Today, I really want to break this down. Uh, you need 6,000 sales. You need a minimum of 500 in the other stores, like iBook Store or Barnes and & Noble. And it just needs to really be just one of those other stores. And so because you need to be on Amazon and other stores as well. You cannot be select on Amazon or you will not hit the list. Aha, uh-huh, that's an aha I didn't know about. Yes, and if you did not have 500 sales, they will not report it. What it is is a book, the Nielsen Book Scan. Um, they will register the 500 mm-hmm. sales and then share it with the bestseller list. So you need to have a minimum of 500 for it to even register and be have the data transferred over to the USA Today, New York Times, and everyone else. Well, good information. All right, so six thousand in in gross sales. I'm hearing with a minimum of five hundred popping up in at least two other stores. Is that correct? Is that, did I hear that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, well, and you have to have minimum of two stores total that does this, and it has to be done within a week. So for those who cannot do it within a week, the trick is is to extend your pre order period time. So you would extend, uh, Amazon allows you to do, I believe it's three months, and you could do four months in the other stores. Everyone's going to rush to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is first put your pre-order out in the other stores, iBookstore, Barnes & Noble, wherever else it's going to be, and then make your push of sales there for a full month straight so you hit your 500 and put it on Amazon. You're going to find that you'll do 10 times the sales. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. So don't do your first pre-sales on Amazon. Go to the other stores and then switch over. Is that correct? Absolutely, because if they can get it on Amazon... All right, hold the thought. All right, we're going to take our last break. This is really good information. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So Adam Hogue is with us and he just opened up some secret sauce here. And this is about the USA Today list. Um, and going on to it. And just a quick recap, you got to be that uh, June is actually a magic month. All of you think about it. I know everyone's rushing for Christmas sales during this time, but June is the magic sauce month because there's less competition um, as you, you go into the summer with competing on the bestseller list because the big publishing houses, which gun for it, are doing it right now, the fall season, is is huge what they go for huge what they go for so stay away for stay out of their radar and create your own radar i think basically is what we're saying is that correct adam yeah absolutely all right so june who stores and and i just learned something to do pre-sales because you can do them on ibooks and barnes and noble four months out in front of a book is that correct yeah, and it, that's what's most helpful because now rather than having to focus on one week of all those sales, you, it gives you opportunity to continue to bring on other authors. Hey, will you cr- cross-promote my pre-order You know, as you begin to new, meet new people? So you have this ongoing ability to continue to sell what you need to sell in order to be able to hit those numbers that you need to get on those lists. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's, it's huge. And then you cross over to the 
the the monster place called Amazon and duplicate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they only allow about three months of uh, play before you can actually, uh, before the book goes live. So that's all the pre-order time that you get. But it works perfectly because their store is the elephant in the room. They're the big ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That can't be ignored. And, so in uh, effect, so the, have more lead time. all right. And so your strategy, I think we need to kind of uh, clarify for everyone. Pre-sales means that credit cards and things are not charged. They're accumulating sales until the launch date. So that yes, when absolutely. the launch dates hit with this four four month accumulation on, the, say BNN and iBooks and and any place else would count in this match, Adam. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that last part? The, well, you were, you mentioned I, I Barnes and Noble for buying, yes. and also iBook. I heard. Is there any other ones that they should consider for that four month? Uh, there's Kobo. Uh, you don't. And need Kobo's to big. Too many. Pl- they are. They are. Focus on the bigger name stores. So usually that's plenty, but you have to get 500 sales on an individual store. And so I do have to caution, um, if you have too many options for people to look at and you're, you're new, uh-huh. it might be difficult to get the 500 you need on one of the individual stores. Because if you get you know, 450 on all the other stores, they won't count any of it. But it doesn't count at all. Exactly. Yeah. So I would just recommend one. I would just make it simple, easy. Let's go to Barnes & Noble, and then you switch over to Amazon. Exactly. And I find, I, I believe that that's the easiest tactic because that's really all at this time. That's all that's needed. I mean, policies could change in years to come, but right now mm-hmm. the two, two stores is really all that's needed. And Amazon should be one of them. And that's what I say. <laughs> all right. So, but if you get your, if, if you, do you start this period, let's say, let's, let's say February 2nd, you start this, this March on it or, you know, maybe, or, or you do it March 1st. Um, and you start your, no, do February. So you've got four months out. You're going to go for June next year. So you have June. So you've, you've accumulated these sales in BNN. And then then three months out, you start the Amazon March. Because none of those sales are going to go through until we did, we said if we did this on, um, uh, what did I say, February 2nd. All right. So the Barnes & Noble sales will not go active until the week of June 2nd. And then in March, you start the, the plow towards building sales over a three-month period on Amazon that goes effective June 2nd. They all will hit that week. Is that correct, Adam? Yes, absolutely. And I do want to also make another caution here that wasn't mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. You should have the book go live on Tuesday. And the reason why is because Amazon lists the pre-orders the day before. So if you ah. go live on Tuesday, they'll list it on Monday, and the USA Today tracks and Wall Street Journal uh, Monday to Sunday. So if you go live on a Monday, they'll put it all on last week's list, and none of the next week will count, and you will just have wasted a whole pre-order time. So Tuesday has to be the date of your launch, and that'll give you the full week to get all of the sales that you need. Wow. Great information. Great information. I love this. All right. So, Adam, you know, I we you know we've mentioned it a couple of times. Your um, author, or the, I say, the fan base formula, 
And I'm sure that some of the things that you've mentioned accumulate that. And I also want to tell everyone that Adam Adam is going to do an awesome, awesome webinar on Wednesday, the 28th of November. And it's going to be on uh, at 11 o'clock Pacific time uh, to 2 o'clock if you're in the East Coast starting then. And I would get signed up and registered on it. So if you go to my personal website, thebookshepherd.com, and click on events, the magic link is there, and you can just click on it. And if you're following me, um, if, you, if you're on my, my uh, email list, uh, that on the easing that comes out every Wednesday, there are details in there. So take advantage and get involved now, 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 now. Okay. Can we kiss on your fan base formula for authors? Sure, absolutely. Uh, The fan base formula for authors is uh, exactly as it's titled. You want to grow a fan base. You want to be able to be in charge of your own audience, your own fans, if you want to be in charge of your own future, because it's your fans who write your paycheck. And so if you don't maintain some kind of an audience some way, you're not going to be able to, to move forward. So, yes, I said that you would leverage other people's audiences, but you still want to grow your own because this also makes you more uh, attractive as, a, as an, an author cross-promoting to other people's lists as well. So they will share your book, you share their book. But also, I firmly believe in the online uh, method out, methods now today for growing your platform. So we're talking about – I go very in-depth on the Amazon algorithm – and when you understand how that works, it's very similar to how the other algorithms in the other stores work, too. But if you're brand new and you're not going for a bestseller list, then a great way to get your start is to start on Amazon. But this is not your place that you're going to end up staying for the rest of your life. You just grow there. You grow a platform there. You grow your sales there. You can easily hit a six-figure income on Amazon. Well, I should say easily hit full-time. It's a little more difficult to hit six figures. But it is very possible to hit it in that store alone. That's what I'm trying to say. Who wouldn't wouldn't want to get a six-figure check from Amazon over the year? Right, exactly. And so I I can't emphasize it enough that Amazon really holds the lion's share at this time. It's the best place to get your start. It's the best place to keep going. Now, and to keep growing, but as you grow your, your fan base, there's so many different ways to do it. You could put links inside your books that lead back to a lead magnet. Um, for those who don't know what a lead magnet is, basically it's uh, a free book or of, of one of your books. So it could be a free short story, a free fiction. If you do nonfiction, it could be free tips in a PDF. It could be an actual full-length book of yours that you give away for free in exchange for an email. So you ask for the email address, and then you send them the free book, and then it helps you to grow your list this way. Adam, I have a quickie question, because, you know, one of the things that makes me crazy when I see links in books is, one, a lot of times links get broken. You know that. You've probably experienced that yourself. Um, And sometimes they're so god-awful long that it makes me cuckoo. Do you have a preferred customized link um, entity that you like to use to shorten them? I don't really do link shortening because I direct it to my website. 
and I direct it to one page. It might be like adamhoagie.com slash freebooks or the fanbase formula slash something similar. So that way everybody's going to one page, one link that I know will work. But some of these, some of these mm-hmm. links people have, they're mm-hmm. trying to track them. So there are different ones that you can use. I've used tiny URL and I've also used the Google URL, not as much as tiny URL though. And there's uh, another one that I used, but I don't recommend it anymore. I forgot what it's called. It's a link, not link sys, it's link. Uh, I forgot what it is, but it doesn't matter anyway, because um, they have become used by other people who like have spammed. So when you have that link in your email, it red flags. So that's why I prefer to use my link to my own website because my own website is legit and it's not going to red flag. So you have a a specific landing page on your page. You just turn into that. When they get there, then you'll have the different goodies listed out and they can click on any one of those and it comes off your website. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, that's that's a great idea. All right, I hate to say this, we are at the end of our show, Adam. So, <laughs> how do people how do people reach out to you? Well, I can be found. The uh, best way is at thefanbaseformula.com. I give um, three free video sessions there that show them how to position themselves to become a bestseller. And I do also have a free book that I'm going to be giving away at the webinar for those who come live called the rapid email list building uh for authors and there's going to be a live q a so if you have any questions now write them down and come and talk to me then come to the webinar we're going to sit down i'll have a chat with you and we're going to see great all right thank you thank you it's author you your guide to book publishing i'm judith bryles happy writing happy publishing and to your success part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each 